Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Jane from Match Made in Wales, the first matchmaking and dating agency exclusive to Wales. This is the first episode of Life and Love, and I'm here with James Kempton. James lives in South Wales and opened his gym, Energy Fitness, in St. Melons, Cardiff in 2020, just before the lockdown. James, can you tell us a bit about your journey and some of the difficulties you faced along the way? Thanks, Jane. Yes, I opened my gym in 2020, and it's a very difficult time because it was just before lockdown. And it was very scary during lockdown because my balance went to minus 30,000 in the business account, and everyone was after me for money, even though I didn't have any income to pay it. And some of the members who signed up kept paying, which was great, but unfortunately, I didn't have nearly enough money to pay for all the demands that were coming in. So it's a very scary time. Thankfully, since then, I've had a bit of a recovery and definitely moving in the right direction. But um, it was very scary at the time. But uh, now I'm building up the business and I've reinvested all the money I've made back into buying new equipment to make the gym as good as it possibly can be. And I'm a big supporter of helping small businesses within South Wales because I think that they're the ones that we need to support. There's a lot of foreign businesses operating here, but... I think the wealth of a country should remain in the country if we all support each other and by support local businesses then that's the best way to do it. Do you have any stories about when you were getting started or any challenges you came up against with setting up just before the lockdown? So starting up at uh, the time of lockdown I was made it a lot, a lot more difficult because uh, opening up after lockdown, a lot of people were still afraid of COVID and I had to have a lot of extra measures in place. And my gym isn't the biggest. So at the time, it really impacted me because I could only have a certain number of machines and they had to be distanced apart. So I had to take a lot of my machines out of action. Um, and thankfully, since then, uh, with the variants of COVID getting less and less dangerous, um, according to the government and the stats, which is very nice to see. Uh, Jim's been able to, Jim's including mine, been able to put all our machines back into action and buy new machines, have them slightly closer together, still keep some measures in place, but um, glad to see the pandemic's behind us now. So obviously there's a lot of competition with other gyms around the area where you're based in St. Melons. What do you think sets your gym apart? I think one thing that's really important in a gym is to have staff that are all first aid trained and to always have someone on site while there are people in the gym and a lot of the bigger chains they will have times when there's no staff whatsoever or one cleaner there overnight and problem is with that if someone does use equipment which can be potentially very dangerous and potentially fatal if there's no one there to help them whatsoever especially overnight where there's very few people there then they could just be left there until the morning. And when something happens to someone and they're injured, they need help immediately. And as I know from my first aid training, every minute that goes by when you need help and don't get it could make the difference between a positive outcome and a negative. So do you train people as well? What's your role in the gym? So I'm the owner of the gym and... I occasionally help people with their training, do inductions and give some guidance. 
um, but I don't fully dedicate myself to personal training. I do have personal trainers in the gym, but I feel that if I were to give someone, say, an hour session, I wouldn't be able to fully commit to it because there are things I need to rush off and do or phone calls I need to answer and other things that would get in the way. What do you see as the future of the fitness industry and how do you plan to stay ahead of the curve in this rapidly evolving field? I'm glad to see that the fitness fitness industry is moving back to having physical locations and people getting together. I think that that's very important. I met people during lockdown walking about as we all were to exercise um, who said that they purchased a lot of home gym equipment, but they couldn't wait to get back to the gym. I can completely understand it if you've got children or if you've got a partner and you're in the garage or your bedroom then it's very easy for them to call. And then if you're in that situation and you think I could be disturbed anytime, it's hard to focus on a workout. Whereas if you've gone somewhere specifically to do a certain thing, if you want to, you can leave your phone in the locker and just focus on your workout 100%, knowing I'm here for this reason. You see other people working out. And when you see other people working, it does have that impact of thinking, well, I should be carrying on as well. I shouldn't stop just yet. So that group exercise mentality or taking part in a class, it's a massive motivation. So I hope to see that it stays within the physical venues. How do you measure success for your gym and what goals do you have for the future? My personal goals have never been to make money, but uh, my, my goals are more to do with helping people with their fitness. Um, I'm a qualified mental health first aider. So I have in some instances helped people they've come to me for help which is great I'm not 100% perfect I can't always help but I think to help as many people that way would be a great benefit and make me feel that I've achieved something and also physically I've used my first aid skills to help people when they needed it and I'm glad to have been there and not, not every gym has that available so I'm very pleased to keep people safe and also um I like to see the gym improve and uh, the equipment to get better and more of it to make sure everyone has what they need to achieve their goals. How do you make sure that your clients use the equipment safely and properly, especially for exercises that may carry a higher risk of injury? So another of my goals is to make sure the gym is as safe as it can be. And I've purchased machines very recently, which is great because I can see that it has, they have all the latest uh, safety measures. For example, the angled leg press I've got, it has an extra uh, support so that if you lose control of the weight, then the carriage won't come all the way down. It will only come as far as the support and then stop. And you can choose the height of that so that um, it, you can adjust it. So you, you have the maximum range of motion, but also it comes down just to a level where it's safe for you, where it's not going to cause an injury. And I do know that other gyms have the equipment where you've got things you can manually put in place if you still have control of it, but no, you're not going to be able to lift it back up. But in my case, it's something that if you were to suddenly, say, pass out during the exercise or lose control, not be able to push it up anymore, and it's coming down, you know you can't stop it. And you also know that you're not going to get there in time to manually put the supports in place. But there's that extra support there to save your back and potentially save you so I think things like that are so important 
And also another thing that I think is good is that there's a wide range of age groups in my gym from young to old. And it's great to see everyone having a friendly atmosphere where people can feel comfortable exercising and help each other with the process. And it's nice to see that the gym is very well looked after. I like to try and put everything away um, if need be. And uh, the majority of the members of the gym put everything away after themselves as well, which is great to see. As the owner of the gym, how do you stay motivated and energized? And what do you do to avoid burnout and exhaustion? That's a good question. (laughs) So I did at one stage get to the point where I collapsed in the gym because I do work a lot of hours. But um, I'm much more fortunate now that I do have some staff and personal trainers to take some of that, some of the hours away from me being there all the time, 6am to 10pm, which is I'm very grateful for. At one time I was doing 6am to 10pm and all the classes and it was a huge struggle, but thankfully now I've got more stuff, so fantastic. Are you able to tell me something about your experience, whether it's you or somebody that you know who may have used Tinder or any of the dating apps? This is one of the reasons why I'm starting the matchmaking agency to try and help people from a safety and security point of view, because you hear so many horror stories. Do you have any stories that you can share with us? Yes, I know a fair few people who've had bad experiences on Tinder and uh, they will go through Tinder and you only get a few seconds. Well, people only give themselves a few seconds to judge people. So mainly it's judged on the photo, regardless of what the descriptions say. And within Tinder, it's um, almost deliberately made awkward to find the description and you can only put a very short amount of text in there so it is purely about looks and there's a lot of hookups that go on there are the occasional success story but and um, I think primarily it's just basing things on looks and so it doesn't usually end well. How do you feel a matchmaking agency will help the people of Wales? I think a matchmaking agency would be fantastic because some people aren't that good at a first date they might be nervous they might say the wrong thing and if a guy's nervous it will come across to a girl that they've they may be dating lots of people and they're worried about being found out or that they're um, just not a confident person that will protect them if they need protecting or all these different scenarios and perceptions whereas with a matchmaking agency um you get to know the other person through the agency and that way you can build up your confidence through there and um, they can be like a go-between to match the people together based on what they're looking for. So any misunderstandings and um, misconceptions can be ironed out during the process. Oh, great. Well, thank you very much, James. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? I think it'd be absolutely fantastic to have a matchmaking service because um, I've got lots of friends through business and uh, meeting lots of different people. And I can see from Facebook statuses and all thing, all sorts of things where people share all their personal information online um, about people making up, breaking up, and all sorts of things. And there seems to be a lot of people who are 
regularly single and that their dating apps aren't really serving them very well. So I think a matchmaking service would be brilliant. Well, thank you, James. It's been great to speak to you today and find out all about your business. We wish you the very best with developing your gym and I hope the future holds lots of exciting things for you. So thank you again for joining us today. Thanks, Jane. Thanks.